Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. My world is noisy today. There is no number of soundboards that can completely block it out. Perhaps when I listen back to this, it won't be so, but I'm not holding my breath. There's work being done outside. The gentlemen are listening to music. Uh, the AC is blowing. No matter how high I turn it up, it's like it just won't stop. It's truly a perfect metaphor for what's going on. There's a lot of noise. There are a lot of things happening. And it's real easy to get lost in it. It's real easy to get caught up in what is wrong or to get so busy protecting who we think we are or who we want people to think we are that we're missing an opportunity to grow and change. There's a lot going on that is requiring that we do go and change. And I mean the literal circumstances of the time in which we are living. For those of you who are not aware or you're listening to this far off in the future, I, I can't imagine you wouldn't be aware if you were listening today. Today is June 4th, 2020. We are in the midst of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. We have thrust racial inequality into the forefront of our thoughts and minds. Anyone ignoring that this is something necessary is making a mistake. We have economic struggles and a lot going on. And so the, the noise here in my world, I think, is a, a, a metaphor for all of that today. The thing that has been going on in my mind for like a week is this concept of imposter syndrome. This has been very popular lately, right? And it is most widely used um, to acknowledge when someone is doubting their own accomplishments. They have persistent fears that somebody is going to find out that they are a fraud. And this is usually around their work or social status or something like that. But I think it can really be used to explain why some people don't seem to be able to change or to listen. I think it is important that we have this conversation, not only because of what's going on in the world, but there is a plethora, a bombardment of astrological events going on right now that started weeks ago that all actually add to this energy of change, of the ability to change our minds, that fate is fluid, that our dogma, that our staunch beliefs, be they religious or political or anything else, many of them being subconscious, that these can truly be altered and changed right now. Not only can they, but in many cases, they should. And our world is bringing up a lot of opportunities for us to reveal to ourselves what some of these unconscious beliefs are. One of my clients this week used a different word 
to explain it. She used a word that, that helped me understand or helped me figure out how to express what is going on in our minds when we fight against change. It is that we have been preconditioned with prejudgments that we are often unaware of. And what we have to do is be made aware of them. We absolutely must make our unconscious thoughts conscious so that we can either lift them up or change them, so that we can change our minds, so that we can release what has been impressed upon us in a way that is seemingly indelible. We can think about water, beloved. Think about water. Water is gentle, it is soft, right? Unless it is frozen, it, it has seemingly no power and yet it can dissolve most substances. It can carve mountains into canyons. When we allow ourselves to be open, to be changeable, to recognize, oh, that is something that is at the core of me. I didn't put it there, but it's there. We are able to dissolve it no matter how stubborn it is, no matter how trapped it is within our subconscious, no matter how much it feels like what is true because it was given to us from the very beginning. I had a similar conversation in this week's podcast episode. I used what you might assume about me as an example. And I mentioned this to a client on the phone today, and he was quite struck by how true it is. If you've never met me, if you've never seen me, who do you think I am? Listening to my voice and the things I talk about, how do you think I look? How old do you think I am? How do you think I live? What do you think my home is like? Based on your prejudgments, what you have been preconditioned to assume based on the input you are receiving. And what if you met me? What if you knew me from a soccer game or a PTA meeting? What if you saw me walking through Home Depot? Would you have any idea that I am the woman you are hearing speak right now? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, zero. I mentioned this to the gentleman I was talking to earlier, and he was struck by how true it was. And he knows me well. We talk twice a month and have for many years. He's been in my home and hugged my neck more times than most people. That same kind of prejudgment, assumption, unconscious decision-making that we make in a split second based on how somebody sounds, how somebody looks, we may not be aware that it's true. 
You may have a moment today, tomorrow, last week, in the future where you say, holy crap, that is true about me. I never thought of it that way. I never realized it was there. Let's pull it up. Let's bring it out. Let's evaluate it and decide if it is useful or should be released. This fear of being found out is a lot like this concept of imposter syndrome. What triggers these imposter feelings? They're triggered by not understanding or evaluating our own core beliefs. They're brought up by a lack of worthiness. Maybe it's worthiness to hold true to your beliefs. Maybe it's worthiness to let them go, to be different than what you were taught, how you were indoctrinated by your family, your town, your culture. These Feelings of being an imposter come up when you believe that you have to be something specific in order to be loved or respected or approved of or liked. And when those things are challenged, people become defensive. They become triggered. It might be by a word. It might be by what was actually a harmless question. My client who brought up this concept of prejudgments was actually talking about racial conversations that we're having right now, right? The, I don't even have to get into the politics of all of it, but she was saying, and she happens to be a black American who has brought herself up through societal ranks, through economic ranks, through educational ranks to be possibly the most successful person I know at least if we look at it in a well-rounded way. She was saying that when we use the word racist, people immediately shut down. They immediately fight against it, right? Now, we can remove the race conversation from this, and we could put it into anything else where there is a word that is polarizing to people. There are many words that polarize people in this way. They then shut down and suddenly they have to defend who they are, that you're gonna find out something about them that either they don't know is true, don't want to be true, or maybe isn't true at all. And yet if it wasn't true at all, why would they fight? She also suggested that when we use the word prejudiced, it also fires in people this desire to fight. And as we're having this conversation, I looked over on this piece of paper that has been sitting on my desk for a week, and all it said at the top was imposter syndrome. And I thought to myself, it is because in that moment, their mask is being removed, or they're afraid it will be. They're afraid that maybe there's something in there that might need to be changed. But beloved, if we are here to awaken, why would be, why, why, why would we be afraid that there might be something revealed that needs to be changed, brought to the surface, brought out of the subconscious, brought out of our indoctrinated dogma and bullshit to the surface to be viewed so that we can say, you know what, maybe that is true. Maybe I'm not as bad as my parents before me, but not as good as I can be. Why would we fear that? 
that is a beautiful moment. There is power in saying, you may be right. Perhaps it's time for me to change. And people shut down again. They, they think maybe they can't change. Maybe I can't be different. And this idea that I am this open-minded person, maybe that's the imposter. Beloved, you can always change. Always. You don't have to give anybody a reason or an excuse, but you can. You can tell them, somebody said this. I read that. I thought about myself and realized something important. And I decided it was time to release that bullshit. I'm going to release that prejudgment, release that encultured belief, release that religiously ingrained belief, release that belief based on experience even, because sometimes our experience is tainted. The gentleman I talked to today was raised in a town that was almost all white, where black people couldn't even walk the streets without getting beat up. He had to release so many assumptions, so many prejudgments that were put into him by experience. Nothing that he ever decided to think or believe. Nothing like that. It'd be really easy to judge him for who he is and what his immediate reaction to something is. I don't have to because he is someone who has taken from the unconscious, looked at it and said, no more. He slowly but surely had done that his whole life from the time he was young and it just felt wrong. And to the time he now is a 50 something year old man can recognize that on occasion, he is confronted with the appearance of someone and taps back in to an old reaction. He is working to take that apart because he's not afraid to say, Maybe that's true about me. What about when it goes with your religion or your politics? I cannot tell you how many times someone has said to me that they vote a certain way because their parents did and their grandparents did and they just are that. They just are a Republican. They just are a Democrat. Not that it even aligns with what they believe. I looked at a friend one time and I said, I know you. We have talked about our beliefs. You have told me what you value. And not one of those is aligned with the way that you're choosing to vote. And she said, but I've always been this. I've always voted this way and I always will. That's the imposter. Why would she be pretending to be something on the outside that she's not on the inside? right? Let's break it apart. Let's not be afraid to acknowledge that maybe we have been wrong. Maybe we have been hiding this toxic personality trait, this symptom of blindness, of sleepwalkers syndrome, 
right? Just the moving through life the way we always have, the way our parents did, whatever. Why hide that? Why protect that? That is disgusting. We've got to change it. We must. And we must be prepared that that newness will be challenged until it no longer feels like we have to defend the old or the new. That it's just who we are. So what do we do? We become the opposite of the imposter. We become the detector, the guide, the enlightener. We detect within ourselves where our thinking is flawed. We raise it up from the depths of our subconscious if it is buried there because so often it is. If somebody brings something to your attention and you feel defensive or angry, there is truth in what they have said. It might be really small, but you need to dig down and you need to find it, detect it, look at it, observe it, choose. Do I defend it or release it? And in almost every case, beloved, you know the truth is that release is what is called for change, changeability. It's one of the greatest qualities a man or woman or anyone can possess. We use that information. We become the guide of our own consciousness. We guide ourselves to new thoughts, new beliefs, new ways of being. And in that, we become the enlightener. We enlighten ourselves. And as that example, we can enlighten other people. I had a client this week who had a deep realization. She had gotten in a fight with a family member and she realized in a flood of emotion, sharing the story with someone later that maybe they were right. Just like I mentioned before, maybe she was better than the ancestors before her, but she wasn't nearly as good as she needed to be. She told me that she realized how quickly she could change her mind, but she was struggling with, what do I do with that? I told her, what do you do with it? You tell everyone, tell everyone, scream it from the mountaintops. I was wrong. And I've changed my mind. I've seen the light. Share your story. Share it. Let it out. Whatever it is, no matter what side you fall on, if you have had a revelation or your story may help someone else to see something that they could not see before, share it with no expectations. Let it out of you. Be an imposter no more. Do not pretend to be fearless if you are afraid. Ask for help. Do not pretend to be open-minded if your mind is closed. Quit hiding behind some bullshit. Go in there and find out why your mind is closed. Acknowledge maybe it's not your fault that it was closed and that it's only your fault if you keep it that way. Beloved, we are changeable, and we should be. 
This is how we lift up the world. This is how we raise the consciousness and vibration. This is how one day in the future, the relatively not that far off future, we will be able to look back and say, I lived through something important, beautiful, and terrible, difficult, inspiring, enlightening. The world is changing. It will change. It will evolve for the better. That is guaranteed. It always has been. Perfect? <laughs> no. But every time we've had a moment in history like the one we are living through now, we have raised up to something better. We do have to remember that when something is dying, it fights for life. Some of the ugliness that we are seeing is because it is dying. It is fighting for its life. Like a bug on the surface of the water. The ugliness in society, in our culture, and within ourselves fights for life. Becomes defensive, becomes closed-minded, doesn't want to hear, doesn't want to understand. I know that some of you because I have, and several people that I've talked to this week have. Some of you have really struggled because current situations are revealing to you the close-mindedness of someone that you valued, someone that you thought was good. Beloved, these are the very people who may be able to change. If you work from the assumption that they are ignorant, that maybe they've never known, they've never seen, they've never experienced, it's never touched their lives. Is it <laughs> screwed up that often people are too blind to notice something until it touches their life personally? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But instead of letting that bother you, share what you can share. Share how you have changed. Share the fears that have plagued your life so that your white friends can hear it. Let them know that someone they love feels it too. Speak out about how you changed your mind, whether it was removing a prejudgment, whether it was changing your views on religion or politics or relationships anything on any level. Don't get me wrong, beloved. There is a thread through this conversation today that is entwined with the current state of our country, of our world. But the message is universal through all experiences in all times, good or bad. Do not fight to keep up some show that you are already a perfect person, a perfect being. None of us are. We must be changeable. We must be thoughtful. And we must evolve from <laughs> imposters to enlighteners. Roll it around in your head and ask yourself, what can I do? What can I release from deep within?
What can I share with others? How can I be lovingly persistent and patient all at the same time? I am sending you light and love, I'm sending you hope and faith. We are in the same storm, all in different boats. We are fighting together to become a better world. We have to keep just enough of our focus out there in the future to the positive outcomes that are ultimately inevitable. A little anchor there will lift up our mood here and will make us as persistent within to decode and defraud our own BS. <laughs> and maybe it will help others. And for sure, it will lift the consciousness of the entire collective. The collective of the human race, the collective of this planet, not anything else, not anything weird. <laughs> I don't want anybody twisting what I'm saying. It's interesting that I feel the need to say that. The idea that someone would listen to me for 25 minutes and still look for that one anything that they could find to twist it off. Let's be clear. I'm not going to tell you who you should be or what you should believe. I would like to, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. All I really want is for you to be the best version of yourself. And quit pretending that the flawed version doesn't need to be enlightened. Until next time, beloved. Namaste. Hi, my name is Connie, and I wanted to tell you a little bit of my experience and uh, my relationship with Jennifer. Um, when I first met Jennifer, uh, it was a very emotional and um, intense meeting. That day when I had walked in the door, I could feel this charge of uh, emotion and care and kindness. It was nothing short of amazing. Also that day, I received something that I never thought I would ever, ever get. It changed my life, literally. Or that day, when I left, I was a changed person. I had a new outlook on life. I was happier. I felt lighter. It was something I will always be grateful for. Since then, our relationship has changed. It's become one of the most incredible. I'm fighting for the words because I don't know if I can find the words that are big enough to express how much it means to me. You know, excuse me, I'm getting a little verklempt. Um, the things that I've learned about myself, about the world around me, about my spirituality has been priceless. And the 
level of gratitude I have in regards to that is just immeasurable. I don't know how I would go on if, if this relationship wasn't in my life, but I know that I've learned so much that I would be able to go on. So I'm grateful for that too. I became a patron of the podcast because it gave me the opportunity to support and nurture something that nurtures my spirituality and me growing as a person and becoming my best self. I'll always be grateful for it. It'll, it'll continue to go with me throughout the course of the rest of my life. There's so much love that is put into this and supporting its growth will benefit this world. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session, However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.